maybe you've experienced this. Uh, how many of you, and I, I don't, I don't want to raise up hands, but uh, how, how, how many, raise it in your heart, because, every, you know, we're church, everything's in your heart. So um, uh, raise it in your heart. How, how many of you have ever been underneath bad leadership? And the reason why I don't want you to raise your hand, because some of you are underneath leadership now that are in this church. So, <laughs> so you know, um, you know, Nathan's not anymore. I mean, he got out from underneath that bad leadership. But anyway, right, Dave, right, right? Nathan got out, of, out from underneath his bad leadership, right, Dave? Right? Yeah? Yeah? Okay. Um, he escaped. Yeah, okay. Uh, so, you know, how many of you experienced bad leadership, whether it be a boss or a coach or a band director or a teacher or something, something? I said, raise it in your heart. Yeah, raise it in your heart, okay? Sorry, sorry. I thought I was clear. She, her heart is so strong that she's just like, Two hands! <laughs> so, um, I won't ask who because I know your boss now. So, um, <laughs> um, uh, but anyway, anyway, and, and I, didn't want, I, I didn't want that, I, you know, anybody raise their hand now. I mean, you know, I've got staff in this room. So, you know, I didn't want that to occur, right? Like, in, interns and stuff. So, um, uh, you know, maybe, maybe your bad leadership is yourself, and I have that conversation with myself often. If you ever got into my head, you'd think I'd, like, I'm cuckoo. And so, uh, because, I mean, I talk myself a lot. Um, and so, but we've all experienced, you know, bad leadership and poor leadership in, 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 in the marketplace. And maybe we've had that boss that, 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 you know, the turnover rate is about, you know, averages about three minutes. You know, like people come in and, 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 and immediately get this vibe that things aren't right here and they leave. You know, the, 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 the tenure's about three minutes long. Or, or uh, you've, you've, you've had that coach that, man, uh, you just didn't want to play for. That bad leadership has a tendency to scatter people. Has a tendency to scatter people. And that's not anything new anything new. It's at least about 1,700 years old because what we're, the passage that we're going to read is from 700 B.C. or Masomenos, but, but about 700 B.C. And, and this is what is being dealt with at this point in time. And, you know, the bad leadership epidemic, you know, that it never gets into the church, right? I see you guys laughing, right? No, just... And in fact, it's actually worse because of the mission that we have. And that is nothing new either. And what the passage we're going to look at out of Jeremiah 23 is dealing with not necessarily the church, because it wasn't called the church necessarily back then, but leadership among God's people. But also, we're in this series called Foreshadow, and this isn't your typical Christmas series, a little bit, you know, a little bit mysterious and a little bit dark and gloomy and kind of the whole mystery uh, uh, deal and, and, and everything, because we're dealing with the, the, the prophecies of, of the one that is being foreshadowed by God. And that God is foreshadowing the one that was coming. And it's a little bit mysterious and a little bit cryptic and a little bit out there and going, okay, how do we know... The one. And really, I mean, most of us have church background and, and, and stuff. And How do we know that Jesus is the one? Or did we just make that up? I mean, that's an important question to answer, right? 
How do we know that he's the one? Or did we just make that up? I mean, if we made this up, I mean, there's a lot riding on that. And maybe you're wondering that yourself. You came with that question. Is Christians just making this stuff up? So we're going to go to Jeremiah 23, and he wrote in around 700 B.C. And, and it's amazing that we can still have something that was written about 700 B.C. still in our hands and in our tablets. I mean, 17, more than that, right? 2,700 years ago, right? My math is a little bit better there. 2,700 years ago. And we can still read it. And Jeremiah writes to, to, to what's called the northern kingdom of Israel. There was Israel and Judah after a, a split, a civil war split. And there's the northern kingdom Israel and the southern kingdom Judah. And, and, and Jeremiah is more towards the northern kingdom. And he writes right before the northern kingdom of Israel goes into, into, into the punishment phase by God because of their sin, because of the national sin that they had, that God's people had of worshiping other idols and worshiping other gods falling away from Yahweh, the one true God, and, and he was sending uh, a, a nation to come conquer them. And actually the nation of Israel, the northern kingdom, was completely wiped out. Was completely wiped out. It was Judah was the one that, 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 that kept going and had the promise attached with it. And Jeremiah is writing to these people about why God was sending the judgment upon them. But it was more than just the people falling away. It was because of the leaders. Jeremiah 23.1 What sorrow awaits the leaders of my people, the shepherds of my sheep, for they have destroyed and scattered the very ones they were expected to care for, says the Lord. Therefore, this is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says to these shepherds. Instead of caring for my flock and leading them to safety, you have deserted them and driven them to destruction. Now I will pour out judgment on you for the evil you have done to them, but I will gather together the remnant of my flock from the countries where I have driven them. I will bring them back to their own sheepfold, and they will be fruitful and increase in number. Then I will appoint responsible shepherds who will care for them, and they will never be afraid again. Not a single one will be lost or missing. I, the Lord, have spoken. Because of this leadership, this leadership that didn't lead them to God, God was holding the leadership more accountable than the, pe than the people at large. And in this day where everybody is supposed to be treated equal, we kind of have this, this kind of pushback that, you know, leaders aren't necessarily supposed to be held to a higher standard. But we saw an example of this this week, sports fans, didn't we? Coach Mike Tomlin from the Pittsburgh Steelers <laughs> somehow kind of wandered out onto the field during play and got in the way of the returner of the, of the Baltimore Ravens. And what did he say at his press conference? I'm a coach of this league, and I'm held to a higher standard. I'm a leader, and I'm held to a higher standard. I am accountable. And God said this through Jeremiah to the, to the leaders, to the shepherds, the people that were supposed to lead people to God, but instead they led them in this context to idols and away from God. And this leadership scattered the people and it ended up, it was because of this leadership that, that God ended up 
pouring judgment out on the people because they were falling away from God. As we can see this through all times. And like I said last week, those of you that, 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 that weren't here, prophecy is kind of like looking at a mountain range. You see the first mountain, you see the second mountain, you see the third mountain, but you don't know the distance between all the mountains. You just can see the peaks. And so the fulfillment of prophecy happens in peaks. That to Jeremiah, there was, there was an immediate context, an immediate uh, uh, prophecy that there would be a remnant that would come back. And Jeremiah talked about this, that there would be a remnant that would come back. But there was, there was a, a bigger prophecy than that. There was another mountaintop, and, and, and we know that as now of Jesus being foreshadowed of the coming one. The, 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 the one that was going to be the one that God had talked about for a long time. And Jesus dealt with this, right? Pharisees, the religious leaders of the day. This was his main battle. Matthew 23, he talks specifically about how they scattered people. In Matthew 23, if you have this nice, cute, cuddly picture of Jesus, just go read Matthew 23. He's not too cute and cuddly and huggy and carrying lambs in Matthew 23. 23.13, what sorrow awaits you teachers of religious law and you Pharisees? Hypocrites! For you shut the door of the kingdom. And they're standing there. I mean, Pharisees and religious leaders, they're standing there as he's saying this. Hypocrites, for you shut the door of the kingdom of heaven in people's faces. You won't go in yourselves and you don't let others in either. These people thought they knew God. They thought they were part of his kingdom. They thought that they, 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 they had the corner on the God market and, 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 and they were good and they were right and they were moral and they had it all figured out and they had all the laws figured out so much so that they added law upon law and upon law upon God's law. And in order... And if you want to know God, you had to become like one of us. You had to get good like one of us, and then we would tell you about God. And Jesus said, you're not a part of the kingdom, and you shut the door on others who want to be a part of the kingdom. You are scattering people away from God. What sorrow awaits you, teachers of religious law, and you Pharisees? Hypocrites! For you cross land and sea to make one convert. It is difficult for you to make one convert. And then you turn that person to twice the child of hell that you yourselves are. <laughs> like, nice, cute, cuddly Jesus there, right? These Pharisees scattered people away from God's kingdom. And that was the, the rub that Jesus had with them. And actually, that's what Jesus got killed for, is that he pointed this out and upset the apple cart. This is something we deal with today. And probably at some point in time, all of us have, 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 have experienced this. And the reality is, is that, you know, we can have our own scattering points too. And while we always want to learn from others and our past mistakes. We don't want to use, I mean, Jesus had kind of the right to go after these folks. I mean, he was God. Whereas we don't necessarily have the right to go after folks. But we can learn from ours and others' mistakes. 
we have some scattering points as, as well. I mean, right now, our, our children's space is very, very difficult. Very difficult. I mean, we've had these conversations. It's not a surprise to anybody that I would say that. I mean, it, it's what we've got, but it's very difficult. Our connection space out there, it's, it's, it's difficult. It's hard to, to have uh, an environment to deepen and, and, and deepen the connection with people who come for the very first time. Because we, we, we don't have a spot for them to go to and people to talk to. I want more information. I mean, we're trying to manage that with, with that board in, in some different ways, but we're limited. We're limited in vital roles. And we're going to talk more about vital roles, but, but actually vital roles helps gather people because where there is scattering points, we need people to step into roles to help gather. And if we're lacking vital roles, then that's a scattering point because we're losing the ability to gather because we are losing the ability to put people into different areas who can connect. I can connect with certain people, you can connect with certain people, and the overlap is called a church. We scatter people because of a lack of challenge. We could do what we do here for eternity. Just as we are. We lack challenge. We lack the need to develop. We lack the need to, to get better. Because we can do this. We're comfortable with this. I mean, we have some true scattering points. But, what will we do to solve those? And we're having that conversation now. How to solve these? And a lot of them we've, we've tried to solve in, in, this own, in this spot, but as I was talking with Randy this morning and, and Cheryl, as we solve one issue, we, we actually drive people into another issue. It's like, ah! That's what Mission 2014 is designed to do. That us who are cross points right now, those of you that are, that are new, mission, that's... that's Inside, as for those of us who are cross-pointers right now, consider themselves a part of cross-point to give in order to solve these issues so that we can see more scattered people, more non-fans stream to God and solve the issues that we have that aren't conducive for gathering people into his kingdom. So where we have issues... We want solutions. Chances, are, and we, we want to know, if you see an issue where we have an issue and it's scattering people, tell us. Chances are, we'll say, I know. I know. We're talking about that. We're talking about that. Chances are we've seen it, and that's a conversation that we're having. I don't say that to say, don't, don't say anything. I'm just saying that to say, we, I'm just, pretty good chance that we've seen it.
So all of us, all churches, all gathering places, we're always going to never be perfect, never be complete. But are we going to try to solve the issues that we have? And are we willing, are we willing as those of us now, the work, prepare, sacrifice at all times in the, in the course of a church, any church you're looking at, it's those who work, prepare, sacrifice right now for those yet to be saved, just like Joseph. Just like Joseph. So we, are we willing to work, prepare, sacrifice to solve the issues that we have? But how do you solve a problem of bad leadership? answer isn't that hard, right? Good leadership. And if you want to go all Sunday school on us, Jesus, right? Right? We solved the issue with good leadership, and God solved the issue with Jesus. I mean, for Jeremiah, there was an immediate issue. There was an immediate fulfillment to this prophecy. For the time is coming, verse 5, says the Lord, when I will raise a righteous descendant from King David's line, he will be a king who rules with wisdom. He will do what is just and right throughout the land. And this will be his name. The Lord is our righteousness. And that day Judah will be saved and Israel will live in safety. Immediately for Jeremiah, the immediate fulfillment was a guy by the name of Zerubbabel. Now there wasn't any Old Testament books named after him. He was, you find him in the, in the book of Ezra, in the story of Ezra. And Zerubbabel was the governor was the leader of the people when they came back to, to, to build the temple again. And he was from the line of David and is in the line of Jesus. But also guys like Ezra and Nehemiah, who books were named after and probably we have heard. I mean, nobody, you know, <clears throat> chances are you haven't named your kids Zerubbabel. I mean, all of our kids are biblically named and there's no Zerubbabel in there. I mean, no, no. <laughs> I want to go into, and I mean, how do you shorten that? Zeb, Babul. I mean, that just. I mean, that poor kid when he's a good middle school, that would just be awful. But, 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 but. We, I mean, it's pretty clear here. Those of you that know the story know that that's not the complete fulfillment of that prophecy. That there's one coming from the line of David, who is going to be the complete fulfillment of this prophecy. And that this is Jesus. And maybe some of you that, that are skeptics and, and, and deal with questions and wonder about stuff, we, we want to answer some of those questions throughout, especially when it, in regards to prophecy. But, but uh, you might be asking, so what's the difference between the pro- a prophet and a psychic today? And that's a, good, that's a fair question. I mean, come on, we, you stood in the grocery line, right? Again, no, no show of hands. I don't want you to have to feel like you have to lie in church, but I mean, some of you have bought that magazine just because of the headline. What's the difference? The vivid detail is the difference. Psychics today are about 8% uh, right rate. 8%. And, 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 and really, and really... That those are vague. Like they'll say, there's going to be an earthquake this year. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Good. Got that one right. That's part of the 8%. 
It's the vivid detail, and we see here that Jeremiah is saying there's going to be somebody from the line of David. We're getting detail. I mean, last week it was character traits, and it wasn't a whole lot of detail. We're getting, we're getting detailed, and the next two weeks is going to be even more detail to the prophecy. We see that, that this person is going to come from the line of David. That's why Matthew and Luke both put Jesus' geneal genealogy into their story. But also, did people in Jesus' time, how did they view Jesus? How did they view Jesus? Maybe us Christians are just making this up. We're, we're looking back into history and we're revisionist historians. Fair question, fair thing. Matthew 2, we're going to look into this next week as well from a different standpoint, but Matthew 2, the wise men who show up, they're rich. They could, they could show up to any king in that day and get immediate audience. And that was evident by the fact that they went to Herod's house, knocked on the door, and Herod immediately brought them up to talk to him. Hey, fellas, what's up? Why are you here? These guys were rich. They didn't need another king. They didn't need to worship any king. But they ended up worshiping a toddler as king. They didn't worship Herod. They worshipped a toddler, 12 to 18 month old toddler. None of us are over there bowing down, now are we? Now, we might have an American epidemic of worshipping our kids, but that's a separate sermon. Why are these men of incredible means worshipping a toddler? Then in Luke, in Luke's story, an angel shows up to Mary to give her the news. Hey, I've got great news. You're going to get pregnant by the Holy Spirit. Is that great news? Like, there's no category for that, right? And what does the angel say? The messenger of God say? The Lord God will give him the throne of his ancestor David, and he will reign over Israel forever. His kingdom will never end. The angel says he's going to be the king in the line of David that this prophecy is talking about. When Mary leaves her house, probably because of the pressure of, of staying there, when Mary leaves her house to go to stay with her cousin Elizabeth, the, the mother of John the Baptist, for a little while, the, John the Baptist, as, 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 a, as, a, as a developing baby in, in Elizabeth's room, jumps for joy over the zygote that's in Mary. And here's what Elizabeth says about the zygote that's in Mary. Why am I so honored that the mother of my Lord should visit me? Elizabeth goes up to Mary, Mary's belly, and goes, Hi, my Lord. Hi, my king. Why would somebody do that? Somebody did that to you while you were pregnant at Walmart, it'd probably be, you know, cops and stuff involved. And then Zechariah, Elizabeth's husband, this is what he said after, after John the Baptist was born about the baby that was in Mary's belly, which, which I said this last year when we went through this story, but it's not really a good idea to start singing about the baby that's in your wife's cousin's belly? But this is what he said about Jesus who is in his wife's cousin's 
belly. Praise the Lord, the God of Israel, because he has visited and redeemed his people. He has sent us a mighty Savior from the royal line of his servant, David. So this is, going, this is the king. This is the one that Jeremiah is talking about. And then later on, what we call the triumphal, during what we call the triumphal entry, here's what the people say about Jesus. Blessings on the king who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest heaven. People saw him as king. Now they misunderstood what exactly that meant, but they still saw him as king. But as we talked about last week, I mean, this is great that all these people see this in Jesus, but did Jesus see this in Jesus? First of all, during this same episode, instead of Jesus saying, oh, shucks, guys, come on now, like, you guys might want to back off a little bit. When the Pharisees went to Jesus and said, hey, shut these people up because they don't know what they're talking about. Jesus said, you know what, if I did that, then the rocks in nature would cry out that I'm the king. Now, I would have rather seen that than the people. I mean, that would have been interesting. I mean, like Sesame Street coming alive, right? But Jesus accepted the worship as king. And then in Matthew... Chapter 23, he says, O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the city that kills the prophets and stones God's messengers, how often I have wanted to gather your children together as a hen protects her chicks beneath her wings, but you wouldn't let me. Jesus wants to be the wind beneath their wings, right? He wants to gather them together. He wants to be the king. He says that he is the king of the scattered, but they just won't cooperate and then when Jesus stood in front of Pilate very early in the morning the leading priests the elders and the teachers of religious law the entire high council met to discuss the next step they bound Jesus led him away and took him to Pilate the Roman governor Pilate asked Jesus are you the king of the Jews Jesus replied you have said it then the leading priest kept accusing him of many crimes, and Pilate asked him, Aren't you going to answer them? What about all these charges they are bringing against you? But Jesus said nothing, much to Pilate's surprise. Now, when, when false accusations were coming down on Jesus, and Jesus had the opportunity to defend himself against these false accusations, he kept his mouth shut. But when he was point blank asked, Are you the king of the Jews? He said, You have said it, knowing that all insurrectionists in that day were immediately sentenced to death. If he didn't see himself as a king, this was a pretty good time to say it. But he called himself the king of the Jews, the one that Jeremiah was talking about. We have Jesus as the king of the scattered. King of the scattered. The king of the ones who have scattered away from church for whatever reason. Either because of reality of something that happened or just perception of something that has happened. But for whatever reason, they've scattered away from church, but more importantly, they've scattered away from God. Jesus is the king of the scattered. That was his whole reason for 
existing is to be the king of the scattered. So we now, as God's body, what's our whole reason for existing? Now we're not the king of the scattered, but we are his ambassadors as the king of the scattered. We are the gathered that gather scattered. And in our terminology, stream non-fans to God. That's why we exist. That's the whole reason why we are in existence. That isn't our mission. That isn't our how. That's our why. That's, that's why we exist. And that's why we as a people have come together to gather the scattered. And in order to gather the scattered... You have to take an active role in that. But in order for new good leadership to work, in order for, for leadership to come in, just marketplace, it, to come in and work, they've got to do something, right? They've got, they've got to do something. I mean, when you drive down the road and you see a business, say, under new management, what's that code word for? The previous management were a bunch of morons. We bought them out. Come try us again, no matter what experience you had, right? Because they were morons, and now we're not morons. That's what the code word for. It's a nice way of putting that. They can't fit that on the board. Previous management were morons. Please come back. Good marketing strategy. Fits on a business card. Jeremiah 23, 5. In that day, says the Lord, when people are taking an oath, they will no longer say, as surely as the Lord lives, who rescued the people of Israel from the land of Egypt. <coughs> to Jeremiah, this happened about a thousand years prior, that when they came out of the land of Egypt, and that became, that was their anchor point. When they came out of the land, and when God sent Moses, and all the plagues happened, and, and, and the parting of the Red Sea, and we're going to take a look at that in the next series we call Superhero, and of seeing how God redeemed his people, and we're going to take a look at that story. And, 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 and that became the anchor point for a thousand plus years for Israel. But, he said, Instead, they will say, As surely as the Lord lives, who brought the people of Israel back to their own land from the land of the north, from all the countries to which he had exiled them. Then they will live in their own land. God said, when I send these new leaders to make these new things happen, to make these things happen, there's going to be new anchor points. This leader is going to make new things occur. And so the implication is when this, when this prophecy comes into complete fulfillment, this guy is going to make new things occur. There's going to be new anchor points happen because he shows up. And Jesus saw this in himself when, when, when some religious leaders came to him and said, hey, 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 you're disciples. Why aren't they doing all the, the, the stuff that we have to do, all the fasting and the cleansing and all that stuff? Underlying, under, underlying that is 
It's not fair, Jesus, your disciples don't get to go around with you and party. And here we are having to memorize scripture and having to clean ourselves all the time and having to fast all the time. This ain't fair. Jesus said, no one puts new wine into old wineskins for the wine would burst the wineskins and the wine and the skins would both be lost. New wine calls for new wineskins. When I show up, there's going to be new anchor points. There's going to be new things that happen, new things that occur. I'm going to make things happen. Then, when he, when he was at the Last Supper with his disciples, he said this, I tell you the truth, anyone who believes in me will do the same works I have done, and even greater works, because I am going to be with the Father. You will continue to receive anchor points. You don't have to wait a thousand years for your next anchor point, because I will continue to do things. In fact, you're going to see even greater things in the days ahead than what you've just seen out of my life. And as a church, Jesus wants to keep giving us new anchor points, new points where we see him at work. We don't ignore the old anchor points. That it, when, when a new anchor point happened, that didn't mean Egypt didn't happen anymore but new anchor points so that we can always see God at work. Some of you are anchor points for us. And I consider the deans an anchor point of seeing God work in their lives and come and attach themselves to, to Crosspoint and some of, some of the others here of being anchor points, of seeing God gather the scattered so that we can continue to have the faith to press forward so that we can see more and more and more of the scattered gathered. So what? Great trivia. I mean, I'm sure there's questions about this in Bible Trivial Pursuit, you know, by that at CPO or whatnot, and like, woo, I filled out my pot. But so what, right? Who cares? What good is this? So we double back to the leadership component. How will we as a church lead people? Now this isn't talking about positions. This isn't talking about myself or the staff or the elders. The way the church is supposed to be set up is that everybody leads somebody. And there's kind of this, this, this strand out there that says, oh, we don't need any sort of leaders in the church. We just kind of are. We're just kind of here. There's a tendency to be a hazy cloud over that group. Anyway. That's not biblical. It's like, well, we're all just disciples. Well, Jesus also told us to make disciples. And what do you call that? A leader. Somebody who makes disciples is a leader. You can't lead and not make disciples. And you can't make disciples and not lead people. Now, some people will lead a bunch. Some people will lead five. But the concept of the body is that We all have a role to play. What part of your body doesn't have a role to play? 
What part of your personal body doesn't have a role to play? Now, there are parts of your body that <clears throat> you wish might have a different, little bit different role to play. But what part of your body doesn't have a role to play? See, church, leadership inside of a church, inside of God's people, was never meant to be about voting, never meant to be about power, never meant to be about position. And see, that's where we get in a lot of our scattering issues inside of the church, especially when it comes to in, into our particular strand of church, Southern Baptist. That leadership is all about how many votes I get on something. And leadership is about how much power I have over something. And leadership is about what kind of position I have in the church so that I can do something. That's what leadership was never intended to be inside the gathering of God's people. Those that are inside the gathering of God's people always have existed for the sole reason to gather the scattered. And that being members of that body, we have a role to play in gathering the scattered. And that role is designed to serve others and not serve us. And so if we have a group of people always doing these three things, we'll never, ever lack good leadership here. Follow Jesus. Follow the king of the scattered. If we're as individuals and as a collective group of individuals following Jesus, following the king of the scattered, he's always going to be leading us into gathering the scattered. And leading us into that. If we're following Jesus, we never have to worry about being moral. Do we? Because is Jesus going to f lead us into something that's sinful? Never. Question is, where you are right now, are you following Jesus? Or are we just showing up on church? Or to church? Are you following Jesus? If I came into your life tomorrow, or if anybody came into your life tomorrow, would they accuse you of following Jesus? That's why we give these reading plans, just as a tool in order for you to Listen to Jesus. Because John 10.4 says this, After he has gathered his own flock, he, the shepherd, walks ahead of the flock, and they, the flock, the sheep, follow him because they know his voice. Jesus' word plays are very intentional. So when you read the Gospels and then go back and read the prophets, you go, oh. So that's why he used the shepherd metaphor. Because the shepherd metaphor is used all over the Old Testament. And God has given us three ways, three primary tools to hear His voice. 
His Word? You engaging with His Word on a consistent basis to hear what He has to say from His Word? That's the reason for the reading plan. Prayer? You communicating to Him through prayer about what He wants for your life and our life? And community? Come together in a large group and in, in small groups and community to, to hear from each other as we go through the filter of God's Word. We're following Jesus. Another way you probably hear it put more often here is fill your cup. You're putting your cup out to be filled with God and to let God fill your cup. Follow Jesus. Second, own a role. Own a role. Now, it's not R-O-L-L. Not own a role. But own a R-O-L-E. Right? Like, I got some Schuster's rolls. I, you know, Hawaiian. Big. No, 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 no. We're not going to call you butter because you're on a roll. But, that was for you, Taylor. But, own a role. See, where we have difficulty gathering people, where we have difficulty because we scatter people, that means that there is a role to own. And we all step into those roles in order to stop the scattering. We all have a role to play to gather the scattered. The prophet Jeremiah talks about, you know, you people didn't care for the people. You know, there's more to care for the people of God, the, the, the church, the body, than just, you know, hugging people. Now, that's vital, that's important, and that sort of thing. But there's all kinds of roles to play. The, the top right board, as I'm looking at it, that's going to be our roll board. If any of you put a roll on there, we're going to take it down. R-O-L-L. Right? That's going to be our roll board. And we're going to rotate those. I encourage you to look at it. You know, this one's kind of interesting. Maybe that kind of fits me. You're going to see the role. You're going to see the type of person needed to fulfill that role and who to talk to. And if you don't know who those people are, talk to me. I know them. Probably. Take that card with you if, if something is of interest to you. Pray over it and think about it. But cleaning our facility is caring for people, right? Who wants to sit on a gross toilet? It's caring for people. Greeters. Cares for people. Making sure this is all ready to go. Caring for people. Making sure that the environment is ready for people to hear and not be distracted. We have a role for everybody to play. To help gather the scattered. And then we serve people with that role. We fill our cup. We empty our cup into others. We own a role. And then we give our cup away.
by serving people with those roles. Where are you at? I, I, I dream of a day when everybody who considers themselves a cross pointer, a part of cross point, anybody can ask those people and say, what is your role? And they're able to articulate that role. Dream of a day that that occurs. And we're always consistently looking to bring people into those roles. I'm not great at that now. But we're striving to get better in that. So where are you at? Following Jesus? Do you need to follow Jesus for the first time and, and say, I, my life is completely scattered and I want to follow the king of the scattered who gathers together the scattered? Do you need a new commitment, if you will, to, to follow this king? That things have kind of uh, waned a little bit in your followability. Is God speaking to you about a role to step up and play? You need to serve people? What is God speaking to you about? As the band plays our time of reflection, worship the king of the scattered while you let the king of the scattered speak to you about how he wants you to play, play a vital role in gathering people. Mission 2014 isn't about building. It isn't about getting money. It's about being a church who says, I follow the king of the scattered. And we are willing to do whatever it takes to become a church that's continually getting better at gathering the scattered so that they can meet the king of the scattered. Let's pray. Let me follow, Lord, I thank you for this time. I pray, Lord, that <clears throat> whatever's going on inside of people's hearts and whatever you're doing inside of their heart, I just pray, Lord, that you will, you will reveal yourself uh, to all of us and where we are and, 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 and if we need to follow you if we, if we, need, to, if we need to step things up there better that we're, we're kind of covering up our cup and not let, letting you fill up our cup or if we're not emptying our cup into others pray that your spirit breathes on all of us so that, so that you can lead us into, into, in, 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 into leading people to you and gathering people together Help us all to, 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 to fill vital roles and roles that, that when we believe that if, they, if we didn't do what we did, that Crosspoint wouldn't be as good. Or raise us up to be a people that says, we exist 
in order to gather that are scattered to stream non-fans to you. Put that in our hearts. Drive that into every one of our hearts. And allow our journey, our walk with you, be an everlasting pursuit of this. It's your name that I pray. Amen.